If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, beautiful people out there. Hi, Aid. You're a beautiful person also. Aw, (laughs) hi, Tane. You're beautiful too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing? I'm good. Here we are at the reunion, one of my favorite parts of every type of reality show. I know, but I just got to confess, this was a letdown. Yes, but they have a part two to redeem themselves, so who knows? (laughs) Don't think there's going to be a redemption. And it might have to do with the whole screen thing and all that. But it just didn't hit like I thought it would for me. Dare I say, dare I say, that I think I preferred Decision Day to this? Mm. Yeah, because Decision Day, you know, it, it has a purpose. We're here to say yes or no. Reunion, well, let's, let's before we get to Reunion, we have business to discuss. Go ahead, Tate. <laughs> All right, guys. As you know, we are winding down the season. A little sad because our time together is kind of winding down. But this is the second to last episode that we'll have before we go on hiatus. We've been with you guys for almost a year now. Can you believe it? And we'd like to do an episode where we answer any questions that you may have for us. Like any questions, like anything about maps, like maybe our thoughts on certain couples, certain scenarios. It doesn't have to be maps. You could ask us questions about other reality shows because like, you know, we watch a lot of shows. You could ask about our process. You could ask about anything you want. You can send your questions through Twitter, Instagram, or email, and you just may hear an answer when we have our Ask Us Anything episode. By the end of the episode, we'll let you know 
our handle and remind you of what it is. And guys, send in your questions. You guys, Tana is so worried that we're not going to have any questions. <laughs> so if you have a question in your mind, send it. No matter how, you might think this is a dumb question. Oh, everybody's going to ask this. No, just send the question. Because I think that you guys are going to have lots of questions for us. But I am an eternal optimist. She is. <laughs> I am the pessimist between us. Like, I don't know how. <laughs> oh, so, Tane, what is everybody up to on social media this week? Man, everybody's vax and wax and wilding out. Let me see. In great news that I have great pleasure in sharing with the people, Olivia from the New Orleans season bought a home. And my first thought was, suck it, Brad. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. I'm so happy for her. But yes, yeah, she got a home. Um, Mika, you know, she's been traveling around, I guess. Um, she was in Houston to see Amber. I think Amber moved down south. And now she is in North Carolina. And I think she was visiting Iris. If you remember Iris with yeah. Fine Ask. Yeah, they were there together. And I think it just goes to show, and we talk, we're going to talk about it in this episode, like the one thing that does come out of maps is the female friendships. Like a lot of the women just have this bond when the season is over. Why don't the guys have the same thing? The only one season that actually had that was Atlanta. I will say that. Atlanta guys are still, like, kind of tight, and they were really cool. But other than that, they break out, and, yeah, I don't know. And you mean the first Atlanta, not our current Atlanta. Oh, yes, the first Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We keep talking about this every week, but, like, I think Shawnee's is... I don't know if it's a phase, but she's out there, you know, like just having a good time. Like, I I don't know what to call it, but she's being, I think she was in Miami or somewhere in Florida, just wearing, she looks good. Let me put this out there. Like she looks good. At first she was saying like, you know, getting her body back for the summer. I don't know why she's always looked good, but you know, she's wearing like revealing clothing, having a good time, partying it up, showing us videos of her, you know, dancing and all that stuff. So Still not sure what the situation is. I haven't seen them together, them being her and Jeffy, but, you know, she's having a good time. And that's all that matters. I like how you're like, they have not affirmatively said they're still together. <laughs> we <think they> maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure if Virginia is already hawking goods on Instagram, but she did have something, something about new skin. But there was no code. There was no swipe up. But she had like some things on there. And I was like, that's pretty quick. So I don't know if she really likes the product or if she's already hawking. Not quite sure. Um, you guys know I already love Ryan and Clara. And I just smidged up a bit. And I really loved Ryan because I found out that he's a soccer fan. And I mean European soccer. For those who know me, Aid knows I am a huge European soccer fan. It's unfortunate his team, but you know, I can't forgive that. He just likes European soccer and go Ryan. <laughs> um, lastly, you know, for the reunion, um, some of the couples had like a, a virtual watching party. So I think 
Virginia and Eric, I think it was their home, and Paige was there, and then I saw Brianna and Vince, and I think they called in to Ryan, and, you know, it is kind of cool. I know we just mentioned, like, maybe the guys don't have the same friendship, but this season, I think the the girls are cool, but also it seems like the couples are cooler than individuals, if that makes any sense. Like, they yeah. hang out as couples um, together. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. We saw, in I think this is slightly unnerving, but Eric showed a search of his on Instagram where he did a search of Maf's accounts. And, you know, I immediately showed Aid, and Aid is like, oh, God, for his health, for his mental health, he needs to stop doing that. <laughs> because everyone is not going to like what you have to say or do. So social media is a, is a, is a tightrope. You have to be careful what you do. And just searching... Yourself is not good, not healthy. So, I'm, I'm sure there's other maths blogs, accounts, podcasts, YouTubers. No one really, I mean, there were very few Eric supporters. And I don't ever want to think that, like, what you see on reality TV is a whole person. And trust me, we, we should all learn that lesson. Yeah. But I just think psychologically it can be very damaging to go listen to what people have to say about you, especially when. It's maths where you're going to do one season. Maybe you'll go on couples cam. Like most of these people just go back to their regular lives. And I think that's for the best. Yeah. I mean, we really like Brett was like a hot topic last year. And then <laughs> this year, who, who's run a, a Google search on Brett lately? No one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. So I hope he just gets over it and just focus on his relationship and just be happy with life. Life is hard enough. So don't start to make it harder. And finally, y'all Jake is weird. I don't <laughs> I've just been trying to figure out like I feel so bad for everything I said about Haley. There was no way in hell this was gonna work. The one tidbit I did gather though was like the tattered shirt. Do you remember that? The white shirt? Mm-hmm. That was Who could forget. <laughs> yeah. Jake explained to us that this is his squat day shirt that he's had for 20 years. So the squat bar wore it out. <laughs> I thought it was a reason. I would never in a million years have thought that was the explanation for the shirt. But that, yeah, Jake is, uh, yeah, he's his own person. But another news of, you know, Jake, Aid, you want to share with the people? So Jake has made his presence known on Reddit. And Instagram, in comments, uh, sharing, I think what people would term opinions, I would term it absolute foolishness. That honestly, you know, every nice thing I had to say about Jacob, uh, it can go away. (laughs) When you get on Reddit and start saying things like, racism most definitely exists, but it's not what it was 20 years ago, in my opinion. Politicians stir this shit up every four years to get votes, and it's disgusting. I don't play into their bullshit anymore. Stopped after 30. Wow. Like, as a black person, I don't do this anymore where you sit there and you try to argue with um, certain people about whether racism exists or... It's better. (laughs) (laughs) Two words together. Is, is, Is it better? Is it easier? It's like, what? Or, you know, the politicians. I'm like... I don't know what universe you are living in, but, like, I don't live my life according to politicians. (laughs) And, 
in my life as a black person in the United States of America, I will tell you that racism exists. Thank you. And I do not need some white dude telling me in his opinion, based on what, I don't know. Um, this actually all started when people started looking into the people that Jacob was following on Instagram and they were like, ah, <laughs> uh, Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Greene, <laughs> Lauren Boebert, people are like, ah, and um, if you have not heard of these people, I encourage you to look them up, but needless to say, it's like, you then have to wonder, like, is this why it didn't work out with Haley? <laughs> there are many reasons why it didn't work out, <laughs> as we're going to delve into. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but we, Jake is one of those devil's advocates people. <laughs> yeah. We don't have time to be arguing with those people, like arguing with people about our existence, our right to live. We just, we don't have time for them, whether they're on a reality TV show or anywhere else. But we just wanted to make sure that you guys knew about this, you know, for, for education. Yeah, and shout out to our listener who made mention of it. We're going to mention it, but shout out for thinking of us when you read that. You know, we appreciate you. <laughs> on Twitter (laughs) but yeah it's just so crazy to me like you don't think that the fact that you're able to parse it out and think politicians and think it a different way as black people it's our everyday life we don't have the luxury of being able to say looking through a certain lens you know that's a privilege in itself it's just theoretical things to people like him but I don't actually believe them when they say it's theory I think the people who argue these things if you choose not to see it there's no amount of educating that the rest of us can do for you yep absolutely (laughs) enough of jake and his antics you ready to get into this reunion oh yes what did you think of the reunion overall like i mentioned earlier like it, it just didn't hit the spot i don't know what was off but like i said a lot of re uh reality shows right now i'm blaming everything on covid i you know we got the Kevin we know, but it wasn't quite the same, like, as being in the same room. And I don't know. It just it just didn't hit. There were some good parts, but overall, it didn't hit as much as I expected it to. Reunions are like my drug. They just make me happy. I, this whole effort to make a four, because next week is two hours, too. There's no way that this show was warranted a four hours worth of reunion. I think that's the other part. Like... I think with some convenient editing, this could have been a very good, solid two-hour reunion. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> I'm going to be really pissed, too, if next week the whole two hours is going to be Haley and Jacob and then one hour of Chris and Paige. <laughs> because my fear is this is going to set a precedent for the future seasons where they got really high ratings. Oh, A, did you share the, uh, the ratings for the people? So last week they posted that they got 1.6, which is a solid about 400,000 more than they would get in a normal episode, about 400,000 more than they got in, like, on average previous Decision Day episodes. So, yeah, the show is on the upswing. Yeah. And then even Chris is kind of bragging about it because I think he attributes it to himself. But I'm scared that they're going to think this is what we want and I'm also mad at myself that with Decision Day, which was a lot focused on them, that I did enjoy it. And I'm like, who are you, Tane? What are you doing? You're just a normal person. So, That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so this might continue, and they're not going to focus on the happy and 
you know, but we'll see what happens. And um, hopefully everything is in person by then. But yeah, that's how I felt. Well, all in all, it was entertaining, I do believe, but just didn't hit. I think that's my summary. Okay. Okay. Let's start with Virginia and Eric. First of all, like I mentioned earlier, Kevin is here, but they are not in the same space. Um, Virginia looked really pretty. I liked her dress. And I think it wasn't mentioned on the show. I've spoken again, I think in a previous episode, how I don't like the timing of the reunion. I do think it adds some kind of spice and sauce when you see what people are saying and film. They should do it like how they do the Bravo shows. You film the reunion like maybe a few weeks before the finale. Like, I don't know. I think they filmed it in February, which is like a few months ago. Which is way, way too early because you do have to know all, as much as I'm like, don't read your own press, I I think it might, to film the reunion, you have to know what people are saying about you. And by February, we couldn't have had much to say. Yeah. I mean, I do think they've been married for a decent amount of time by February, though. I think at that point, they've been married like at least six months, if not longer. So, or it's fine by me, I guess. Yes, because he did make a comment um, about being married six months. I mean, if I'm wrong, you guys are always good at that. Let us know if that's incorrect. But I just don't understand it. But the reason why I do believe that's correct is I think if it was, like, sooner, they would have been in person because things have eased up quite a bit, you know? I know. I'm like, the housewives are doing their reunions in person. It's almost like COVID doesn't exist anymore in a lot of spaces. So Yeah. So you're so, right. If they had, yeah, that was they should have waited. Yeah, they should have waited, and it just makes more sense for it to be closer. And then they really need to incorporate the whole viewer question thing. I don't know why, but anyways, that's all said and done. But um, we start by a recap of their journey. Like we've all eight already said this. We didn't need a two hour or four hour reunion in total. And Maps is just known for having recap upon recap upon recap. So. We recap their journey and, you know, Kevin asked them how they feel about it. Eric says it's hard and he came off a certain way that he didn't like. And, you know, I actually believe him. I I give him real props for this. It is a hard thing to watch yourself on TV. And I feel like a lot of people go after and are just like, that's who I am or some BS. He's like, no, I didn't look good. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to look like that. That's like very humbling to say. Yeah, I think Beth called it out in that special where she said he said when everyone was going in on him for being controlling and all that. And she said, I think he means to say certain things and he just comes off completely wrong. And I think it's just misunderstood. So Kevin asked, you know, if they work better, you know, with the fights, like, how is it? And Virginia's like, they have a healthy amount of fighting. And I'm like, okay. I mean, everyone has different measuring cups for what is healthy. Um, Eric emphasizes that you know they're very very happy and it this made me smile virginia did tell us that she did move into the condo um the guest room is her is hers but she still wants to move but she finds that the more things that they do to the condo that she's more comfortable and she might not want to leave and we get a little sneak peek into you know the condo and the room that she's in as far as I'm concerned, it was a home footage. They were just practicing for couples cam. Just, you know, hi, welcome to our humble abode. But it looked good. And then they were talking about, you know, 
her cats and her animals are all there. Remember, Eric claims that he's allergic to cats. I don't know that I still fully believe. I'm with Virginia. I don't know if he's really <laughs> allergic to the cat. I he's... think it is very wrong to deny someone's allergy. If someone says they're allergic to cats, <laughs> they're allergic to cats. The end. <laughs> well, he was telling Kevin that he had to take some things, but Virginia is like, you know, doing her laugh thing. And she's like, yeah, I'm not convinced. It took him three weeks. Before he had to take something for the allergy. I think Eric has convinced himself that he has an allergy. <laughs> uh, that's not, not that's when people start conducting experiments that end up with people in the hospital. If someone tells you they're allergic to something, you just go ahead and believe them. All right. <laughs> so we see some never-before-seen wedding footage, and we find out that their wedding almost didn't happen because Virginia had a positive COVID test. And... Wow, that could have changed everything. It turns out that it was a false positive, but can you imagine? What if it wasn't an actual positive? I wonder what they would have done. What do you think they would have done? Just slid in someone else. (laughs) And never told us. (laughs) Oh, man. And then we find out that Eric actually didn't know. I'm sure he found out from her afterwards, but he didn't know that that happened. Um, It's... Kevin starts by asking them a question and it's interesting that Kevin said you both knew that you would say yes on decision day. I'm like, oh, okay. We're not even, you know, hiding it. And then he asked her a question about um, her drinking. And Virginia is very self-aware. She's like, I mean, I think that's a fair assessment. Yes, I like to drink. <laughs> and yes, I like <laughs> to hang out with my friends on occasion. But not to the point where it's been an issue and it won't be and has never been an issue. And Eric nods. And then he says he has no issues with her hanging out with her guy friends and they have an understanding. Did I watch something different? <laughs> Did he go on a whole rant about guy friends? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I mean, I was like, first off, the terms on occasion. <laughs> this is the thing. The camera doesn't lie. You laid out the drinking schedule. If that schedule was exaggerated or incorrect, then I guess you could tell us that. But you said it. <laughs> and they Thursday, played it for <laughs> Saturdays and maybe Sunday. How did that switch from we have a weekly schedule to on occasion? <sighs> or I think maybe, and I don't know why they wouldn't just cop to it. Like they've had some like growth. So maybe like yeah. as a married person, she has perhaps changed the same way he has changed his views on things too. Like, I don't know why they didn't just say that, though. That would have made more sense. Well, a follow-up, Virginia said, I think I said I like to party way more than I actually party. And I'm just like, we are not crazy. We definitely saw them going out all the time. And this was at the height of COVID. (laughs) So imagine what it's like now. So um, Kevin plays a clip for them with Virginia calling Eric controlling. And Virginia's quickly like, no, controlling was not the right word. That's not what I mean. And then Eric again was like, watching himself was like self-therapy for him, that he doesn't have that intent. And he just didn't like how he sounded, especially with the guy friends um, scenario. And then they played that clip again when they were you know, in the pool in Vegas. So Kevin also asked them, what is the biggest thing that they that they need to work on and virginia says that rehearsed speech about them being very passionate and their communication and all that good stuff and then i think this season they had this whole thing about bringing guests we've never had that before right anything to fill those hours man (laughs) 
anything to fill this out. So then we have Eric's mom come in, Donna. For those of you who remember, she was at the wedding and in the beginning episode. My first thought when she came in was like Virginia did not look comfortable. Did you get that, or was that just me? It was like she was worried about what she was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Because when she came in, I was like, do they not get along? But I'm like, they wouldn't bring her if they didn't get along. But it was, like, kind of interesting. But then they talk about it, and, you know, the mom gives context. And this is why ATED is at the top of the episode. A reality show only shows a few minutes of everything. Because, you know, the mom didn't seem like she was into the whole idea. And she gave context that her other son was getting married in two weeks. So it was, like, two weddings in two weeks. But, you know, she was thrilled and she was happy. For anyone who's had a wedding in their family, you have to know how stressful it is to plan a wedding. Not to talk of a wedding during COVID. And then one of you is marrying an absolute stranger. You've never met this woman before. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's your son who's been married before and you're worried about the whole thing and all that. So she had every right, you know, to be stressed about it. But then um, Kevin asked her how she feels about Virginia, and she goes, she loves Virginia. Virginia is sweet and kind, and, you know, she's mellow, like she's mellowed Eric out and just made him, you know, the best version that he could be. And then she made a comment where she said, I think they're falling in love. They already said, I love you, you know? <laughs> Donna's like us, though. We didn't believe it when they said, I love you. We're like, they're infatuated. <laughs> Donna was like, yeah, infatuation. They're falling in love now. I don't think she watched the show. That would be for the best. (laughs) I would never be able to resist the urge. If I was on a show, if someone who I met once in a grocery store was on a show, I will be watching. It takes true strength to be like, you know what? There's nothing good for me there. I'm not watching this. (laughs) Um, They talk about the clip of her asking... Virginia about kids and again context she tells us that she had open heart surgery last year and when you have open heart surgery you are bound to think about your life the future the legacy you're living behind so it is at the top of their mind but she does add the caveat that at the end of the day their relationship comes first which I thought was really sweet because it's true everybody can have their wants their says and say everything they want to say but at the end of the day you know, the two people involved are what matters or who mattered the most. So I'm glad she's doing well, though. Open heart surgery sounds so scary. Very scary. Um, And then Kevin asked if she has any advice for them. And her advice was always be honest and think about the words that you say. I'm not sure why she said that in particular. I don't know if she's been privy to certain things. And be compassionate. Do you think there was any, you know, hidden mean or why she chose those words? No, I think that her coming out was a complete waste of all of our time. She was a, <laughs> she was a very nice lady. It was kind of yeah. sweet to see her with Virginia. But it's like, what is the purpose of you being here? Like, what? why? What? She didn't offer any new insights. We didn't get any hot gossip. Like, why are you here? Yeah, that was pretty much it for them. But I will say this. I mean, Eric and Virginia seemed okay and they seemed good. But my entire vibe about it was, I don't know if they're nervous and I don't want to, you know, say anything because I know she does suffer from anxiety. So this cannot be easy for her. But there was a vibe I was getting. Like before she answered stuff, she'll look at him 
And then, you know, that part where she said, I only go out on occasion or Eric reiterating, oh, I have no issues with her having guy friends and something about it didn't ring true. And I'm just like, did they try to practice what they were going to say, but not in a Ryan and Clara way? And it's just coming off weird. I am still on the fence about them. I was actually kind of like happy for them in this and that they seemed so much less volatile. Their relationship seems on, like, much more of an even keel. And if it works for them, like, if you like it, I love it. But in the back of my mind, I'm still like, you two are doomed. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, yeah, when they break up in a year, I won't be surprised. I hope I'm wrong. But it seemed like a damage control interview. (laughs) Yes, exactly what it is. And, like, it seems like the relationship is more focused on proving we're happy then actually, I feel so bad. I don't want to speak on their relationship because if they're truly happy, honest to God, the best for them. But yeah, I see what you're saying. And, I, you know, it has to be hard. We did a informal poll where we asked who your favorite couple, you know, of the season was. Not one vote went to Eric in Virginia. <laughs> and if he's searching himself, you know, that has to be hard for someone who wants to always seem like, you know, everything is going perfect and going well. So I also think like on the flip side, it could be just being very self-conscious. Like he said, maybe that is why they don't do it after closer <laughs> to the finale, because they might not be able to handle all the comments and all the things. But um, maybe they were just self-conscious about, you know, how things may come off or maybe being asked. And again, being on TV cannot be easy, you know, so give them the benefit of the doubt but if like you said if they're happy we love it (laughs) so next up is clara and ryan kevin is in fine form in his intro kevin says they left things unsaid and undone on decision day and the way he said it and the fact that we've all watched his show we were not confused about what kevin meant no i love you no sex (laughs) so we see the two of them they're sitting there very happy on the couch they look very relaxed very happy do they because ryan was white knuckling like clara's shoulder oh i didn't (laughs) notice that the entire time his hands were there i was like is this comfortable (laughs) uh kevin asks if she's getting us dusted to the mustache which i had already talked crap about that mustache on unfiltered (laughs) and clara said she'd known since vegas that this was the plan and she fought it And he said, Kevin is like, well, I have to ask, are you still married? And they're like, yes, we are very much still married. Kevin Kevin says they really got to know each other and they tackled every topic under the sun. So we see their package. It's like, this is the same package we saw last week for decision day. Like, this is too much. Um, Well, I can tell you, I don't remember that Ryan told her that he had a big personality because that made me laugh. (laughs) I think Ryan does have a big personality, but it almost looks silly after you watch a show because he doesn't show it on this show. <laughs> on the camera. Yeah. yeah. So when he saw it, I was like, whoa, okay. And also with the package, it made me realize, like, Aid, I, I don't think we appreciated Ryan's butt enough this season. I mean, there was plenty of memes and stuff. I saw pictures. Yeah, but I don't think we appreciated it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk enough about it. Oh, please, if you... If you have a poem for Ryan's butt, now is the time. (laughs) It's a true bubble butt. (laughs) But I liked his suit that he wore at the reunion. I liked it. I don't remember it, even though I just watched it. (laughs) Fashion is not my thing. (laughs) Um, 
They talk about how they live in Ryan's place and it's going great. Ryan says that they're great on communication. And he says that they hit things head on, maybe sometimes not on camera, which is his way of telling us that they hit a lot of stuff from us. (laughs) Also his way of saying mind the business. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Clara does say that Ryan does tell her to like tone it down sometimes, but he's a good sport. Um, that Kevin touches on whether they'll raise their kids in church, and they have like a, a a non-specific answer. They don't have plans for kids right now. They need to get to an understanding in their own lives. No kids, but they do have a little announcement though. They love it with this little announcement. Every the only couple who's ever showed up to the reunion pregnant is Shawnee's and Jeffy, and I don't really expect any other couple to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, their little announcement is that they're getting remarried. They're working on it, and with COVID, they didn't get the people, all the people they wanted, so they want to celebrate with their family and friends. And Ryan said, we're going against the naysayers who said we wouldn't work. I'm looking at you, Kevin. (laughs) I love that moment so much. (laughs) That was one of the best parts of the whole reunion. And that's how you know that Ryan does have a personality. Because the way he called him out was really funny. It wasn't hostile. (laughs) Because Kevin is one of the specials. Kevin yeah. said there was no way it was going to work. <laughs> and Ryan's just like, look at me now. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, Ryan says we still love you to Kevin. Kevin asked Clara if the fear has gone away that she would be with someone who wouldn't love her. She says that the letter that he wrote made her fear go away. And then they reference the timeline where Clara said if he didn't say I love you within six months, she was out. And they laugh, and Kevin says, well, you're past the six months now, has he said it? And this is why we love Kevin. Pulls no punches. Does not appear to care about anybody's feelings while talking as if he does care about your feelings. But really, he's here for answers. Um, uh, he, you know, They say at this point, Ryan's like, we haven't, but we are actively speaking through it and talking through it. Kevin, says, <laughs> Kevin says, what is that? you have a vow renewal what's the hold up ryan does some more talking in circles kevin is a master because then he goes do you love her and ryan just looks uncomfortable as hell and he goes i think i do and she goes you love me and ryan says i love you and she's like shocked <laughs> she says i love you too i'm not gonna lie up until he said i love you i i kind of get like okay you don't want to say i love you in public but I was worried about the two of them up until then. I was like, finally, Ryan just like stops worrying about what other people are looking at and thinking and cameras and just says it. Do you think that's the first time he said it? Well, that's the other thing. I don't, I think it was because of Clara's reaction. But here's the other thing. Um, I'm very surprised he said it on camera. But um, I didn't think anything of it. But afterwards, you know, some people were saying that they felt like Kevin pushed it out of him. And maybe he was waiting for the VAR renewal. But uh, no, that would have been too long. So what did you think about that? Do you think he was forced? Or are we okay? Of all the things that I am worried about, Ryan Oubre being forced to say anything on this show is not on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think have more belief in it because I don't, I know, I don't think any situation or circumstance will force Ryan to do something he doesn't want to do. This is true. This is true. I just thought, 
the way I saw it, my angle was like, Kevin is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> like, it took him and he found a way. None of the quote-unquote guys, experts, got it out of him. <laughs> but he did. And, you know, speaking of, sidebar, if they were going to fill up the hours, why not bring the experts and ask them the hard-hitting questions? Why did you cast Chris? Why did you cast Jake? Why do you think Jake and Haley were going to be together? Why are we filling it up with people that don't matter? I digress. But go ahead. <laughs> don't forget, there's still part two to come. Yeah, I don't get it. Bring the experts in. Maybe that's when they'll grill the experts. They would have shown us a clip. <sighs> okay. So Clara says that she's known he loved her based on his actions, getting her gas, like just being, sounds like a really great, loving, caring husband. Next, <laughs> Kevin is ready to grill them on sex. <laughs> so Kevin says Clara was outspoken and they once again play that clip of Clara just going off on the girls about how she's not getting any. No matter how many times I've watched it, and it feels like at this point we have watched it a lot of times, it is still really uncomfortable. <laughs> but they seem fine. Like, I was looking at the two of them, and they're just, like, laughing at oh, whatever. Okay. I think, I think it's very telling that, as, like you said, as many times as they've played that clip, Ryan has never seemed uncomfortable watching that clip. Nope. In fact, I think he finds it comical. He'll be embarrassed or say blah blah blah. But he even said the sweetest thing where he said, you know, she's not shy about her emotions. I think she should feel her emotions. It's just sad that I'm the one that caused it. And that's that. I'm like, you go right. I might have a little crush on Ryan, guys. You just have a little crush on Ryan? So just a little one? Just a little ditty bitty one. Maybe massive. <laughs> then they deflect on the sex question, or they try. Kevin yeah. really, really works at it, but those two are not giving it up. So Kevin's like, have you had sex? They're like, have we? Maybe. And Kevin says, that's a beautiful way of y'all keeping it classy and telling us that you did. Then, then Kevin asks Ryan the virgin question. <laughs> this is where I'm like, I could not have Kevin Frazier's job. I do not have it in me to ask these questions of any human being. I would just <laughs> crawl on the floor and die. Um... <laughs> And Ryan says, no. And then he goes, hi, mom. <laughs> you know, when they deflected on the questions, to, you know, well, Karen and Miles did do the same thing, but I didn't have this thought. I just said, I really do hope that they're having sex because it'll be a, it, it'll be a shame if they haven't. Because I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. He did say he wants to be in love and he just said, I love you. The thing is, they had clearly rehearsed that answer. Yes, absolutely. They they went in with probably notes, and perhaps they even did some role-playing to make sure that they got their parts down right. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they've actually had sex. That is, I mean, I think they have. I hope they have. <laughs> but I know, I, I, I honestly cannot sit here 100% and say... They have had sex. Because the thing is, the thing that Ryan comes with, I go back to what our listener Marianne said, is he's a solid partner, and, you know, she's had a string of bad relationships. Who wants to go back out there in the jungle? So she has, a, she appreciates and knows she has a good person, but she's going to have a bad sex life. So <laughs> it's like picking your poison. <laughs> it's, it's actually a good choice on Clara's part. No, I mean, like, even having the sex at all. Like, they're not having sex? Yes. 
Like at okay. least not you yet. still because yes. you're still on the fence about them not having sex. Yes, because okay. yeah. So for their never before seen footage, it's boring as hell. Um, <laughs> it's like oh, Clara's spending habits. They talk about how she has a shopping problem, but it's not a real problem. They go and ask about it. They're like, our finances are fine. Um, <laughs> she's saving money because she moved into his house. Basically, is what she said. Um. They prefer no cameras. They spend um, a lot of time together because of the pandemic. And she says she likes having a partner who respects her enough to fight with her. Um, Yeah. They talk about in 20 years, they'll be pushing for matching outfits. I just really, I was very happy by the end of this. I was like, you guys are just solid. And you're going away from the cameras because it's not the life for you. Oh, absolutely. They were, after this, if you had any doubts, they were definitely not going to be on Coppola's camp. At all, there was no chance in hell. But she did make a weird comment when she made that matching comments that she hopes in twenty years, blah blah blah. Whether kids are in the future or not, did you catch that? I did catch that, so I was like, I guess they're on the fence about kids. Yeah, maybe, and I think it's because of the whole religion thing, because they also said something earlier about we're still talking about that and seeing where we land on that. I'm like, that would be pretty drastic if they can't come to an agreement, and the solution is. We just don't have kids, so we don't have to make that choice. Which probably means neither one of them feels that strongly about kids, because I feel like yeah, <laughs> you would not just say, oh, I found the best partner, but we can't figure out a way to compromise on religion, so we're just going to elect out of children altogether if if you yes. had that strong desire to have kids, either one of you. Yeah. Agreed. But yes, they made me so happy, and I wish them all the best, and their Instagram pictures and everything looks so good. Ryan has some weird workouts, but okay. It's like a little squirrel just flying around everywhere. <laughs> I thought he did CrossFit. Yeah, he has like a home gym type situation. And he looks like, you're the, you know, gymnastics is your thing. You know that the rings that men... Yes, the still rings. Yeah, he does something in that realm, but he has his core has to be so strong but um yeah he also wrote this really sweet um video he did this video reel and wrote a letter for you know clara and i'm like it's so weird to him express his emotions and it was so sweet it was really sweet it was so sweet that my friend who doesn't watch the show but follows sent it to me i was like oh my god this is so sweet and she has no emotion so for her to be touched that was really sweet <laughs> so all the couples, no matter what we say about here, we wish them all the best because everybody deserves happiness with their partners. So, yeah. So, on to Brianna and Vincent. Before I- you go into that, question for you, Aid. Do you think Vincent looks better with hair or without hair? Did he have hair last night? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's like, if- yes, I watched this show, <laughs> but I don't really remember what. Okay, let me just... It's face- like, I because I was thinking Vincent looks really good in the suit. I think he dropped some weight. Yes, he looks so good last night. I mean, I guess I was looking at Vincent's body, not his face, because I didn't even notice that he had hair. I think Vince looks better. He had hair at the, at the reunion, and I think he looks better. I don't know if it was overall just being happy, because he seemed more relaxed, like mm-hmm. less pressure. He just seems so happy. He looks like, you know, he lost some weight, and I know he was self-conscious about that. And his suit, compared to the decision day, looked fantastic. He was just, yeah, they look good, both of them. Good. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to say I prefer Vince with hair. 
Okay. So Kevin asked them, are they still married? Which was a stupid question. Um, Brianna joked, oh, no, not at all. Very cheerfully. And then it's like, no, I'm joking. We're still married. Kevin says it was a perfect courtship after their package plays. I was like, oh. They were definitely <laughs> the A couple, but I wouldn't call it perfect. Yeah. Um, they Kevin tells them that they are being compared to Woody and Imani. And Brianna what? says... <laughs> You know, Woody and Imani put their all into it, and Brianna and Vincent did the same. True. I didn't really understand the point of that comparison, to be honest. I was like, yeah, okay. he should. They have got been. the golden couple edit. I think you could have given Ryan and Clara the golden couple edit, and the outcome is the same. <laughs> <sighs> they moved into Vinny's apartment. We find out, um, and Brianna talks about how she's changed. I'm very surprised she moved into Vince's apartment, by the way. Same with Virginia. Like, all all noise, no. <laughs> they wanted to do all, like, like all their complaining at retreat weekend about, I don't know, da, 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 and then at the end of the day, they just did the most financially, <laughs> the most financially logical thing, which is what you end up doing with real estate. Real estate cannot be emotional. Um... So she's talked about how she's let go of dishes and bed making and she's compromised. Um, and they talk about how they're making plans to go to the Dominican Republic, which I'm so happy to see. The, I'm sure to see the rest of Vincent's family and they're going to buy a condo. You see Brie one on the condo. <laughs> you yeah. guys remember when they were talking about what kind of house and she wanted a high rise and he was like, I don't know. Look what they're getting a condo. Mm-hmm. And Kevin asks if Vincent has continued to whine and dine her and court her. And she says that he has. And he says that it's not hard for him to just pull over and get some flowers. And Kevin says there's stuff we can all learn from watching them. Let me tell you guys, he's not lying. I made my husband watch that clip. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, listen to this guy. (laughs) Do you see that, people? You don't wait for what you want. You show people clips to get what you want. That's how you take the bull by the horns. (laughs) <laughs> he said it this morning funny enough he's like I need to remember to stop by and get some flowers <laughs> thanks Vinny <laughs> so they talk about how they're staying in Atlanta they're buying a home and Brianna says kids they said they babysat his nephew and he saw it was hard work but now Brianna has baby fever so their timeline is all kinds of like undefined one year three years who knows they go back again to the bossy, and Vincent says bossy is good. I'm like, <laughs> make up your mind. Yeah. And, and Brianna well, says she's had to tone it down. But you remember that we both agreed that he said that just like a tit for tat type situation. He didn't really, you know, well, he wasn't mad about it. But at that moment, he, he just struck back with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, when we go watch this matchmaking special, which we will do as a bonus episode on Patreon, I just, I'm ready. The only thing I'm watching that matchmaking special is to find the part where Vincent says he doesn't want someone who's too demanding. Um, <laughs> For me, I just want to find out how Chris fooled them. <laughs> <laughs> so then they talk about how Brianna has a non-traditional job. Tay, what did you think of the term non-traditional? Because Brianna's a black female engineer. I don't know what he meant by a non-traditional job. I think stereotypically people don't expect to see female engineers nor black female engineers. 
I no, still didn't sit right. I, I get why he said that, but the fact that that cleared the air or that was even the thought, like, I, and and again, it could be the fact that I have a lot of friends who are engineers. So that's not even what I would consider a non-traditional job. So that's why I was a little confused by that. But I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way in some way. But hey, I don't think being an engineer is non... A female engineer is non-traditional. Because the way I took it is like a woman being a doctor and someone's like, you have a non-traditional job. Because the implication of what I'm reading it as is like, oh, there's not a lot of women that are doctors there are more women that are nurses or it's the same thing as if you tell a man um you have a non-traditional job that's how i read it and i could be interpreting it wrong that's why it rubbed me the wrong way i think a better word would be a male-dominated industry okay i agree with you because i think that's what he meant by non-traditional is just that there are fields that are male-dominated industries but yeah i think he just said the wrong thing and for me my surprise was that it cleared the air, really. Um, Vincent talks about how he brags about how she's an engineer and he hopes other little girls seeing her will know that they can be engineers too. Then they go over, I mean, they kept it honest. They go over Vincent's, I, I called them his recalcitrant moments. <laughs> Where, <laughs> And he explained that it has to do with his anxiety and his anxiety goes through the roof, especially when he knows he's being watched by millions of people. I was like, maths is not broken that two million yet, so you're still at a million. <laughs> <laughs> so even though he feels anxious and uncomfortable, Brianna's at his side, and he wants to be a cool and smooth guy, and he was embarrassed. And he was really scared about what people thought about him. Whereas Brianna is more, people are going to get what they're going to get. <laughs> this is the one guy who sat on that side of the couch who I believed everything that they said. I think he was being genuine. Yeah. Agreed. Then they showed their cutscene, which was actually like, wow, this was really funny. I wish they would have left that in. And it was Vincent's boot camp. Very special <laughs> boot camp. There was a water bottle that said Vinny's juice. There was a sign. There was Vinny in a tracksuit. There was Vinny with a sweatband. There was a whistle. Yep. It just looked like a fun thing that they did that they actually enjoyed where they worked out together. And Brie it, tried her, but I don't, I mean, I didn't, Brie cannot do push-ups. Like, she's got to work on that. <laughs> it, it really, it really did look like a lot of fun. The only thing was my dirty mind was all like, Vinny's juice? Really? You couldn't go with something else? <laughs> Vinny's hydration, but Vinny's juice? But yeah. But yes, it was a lot of fun to watch. And then they come back and Brianna takes a Spanish test. She gets most of them right. She she gets some cheating help from Vincent. But yeah, you know, they were cute. They're happy. They're, they're good. I, you know, they're my favorite couple. I was happy to see them. They were. It was just such a delight to see Vinny so light and airy. Like, the entire time, they didn't stop smiling. I don't know if you noticed that, but they just couldn't stop smiling. And yeah, they were so happy. They were. Oh, and Brianna lets us know that the scene or the part where Vinny is saying that he's so proud of her, this is my wife, that she's grinning so hard because she didn't want to start crying, but she was so touched by it. So, Aww. I know. I know. They're cute. All right. Um, we get another thing that hasn't been done before where we have the girls 
and they have a group chat with Kevin all sitting in the same room, which again, I thought was an interesting choice considering we haven't seen Haley and Jacob yet or Chris and Paige, but they decided to throw this in in the middle. I just thought that was very interesting. So Kevin with the shade, he starts with, you know, you get married, you get a husband. Well, some of you get a husband. I'm like, hey, (laughs) that's tough, Kevin. (laughs) That's tough. So, you know, they talk about their bond and how it is to have friendships form out of this. And Clara says, like, this is unlike any other season. I'm like, "Mm, one season begs to differ. They got tattoos. Was it DC or North Carolina? It was DC. They got tattoos. Yes. And DC got tattoos. So I don't know. I don't know. But honestly, I've always said this. I think Haley was most excited for this bond. She's the one who's generally, she generally always seems so happy to see the girls during the season. But again, I think she was having a really horrible time. So (laughs) that was her. That was her escape. (laughs) Her happiness. So Kevin talks about, you know, them talking about sex she claims that if Ryan brings up sex more than she does. Do we believe that? Off camera. Maybe. I, I don't know. I can't see it. So, you know, this is why we like Kevin. Kevin goes straight up to Haley and says, and asks her, quote, save this man's reputation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they talk about, you know, that time in Vegas when they were all catching up and that's when we find out that Haley had sex with um, Jacob. He's like, save this man's reputation. Let us know, you know, you guys have sex and after that you said there's no connection, there's nothing. It would appear that the sex was so bad that you didn't want it. Haley was like, yeah, no, we did not connect. But her reaction said it all. Even though her mouth was saying, you know, I have no comment because I have nowhere good to go. So she, she confirmed, confirmed for us it was horrible. I'm out. That was <laughs> she said it with her eyes and she said it with what she did not say. Oh man. I mean, everyone already kind of thought it, but man, it had to have been so bad. There was no coming back from that. Oh, but the Kevin... fact that she confirmed on national television that Jacob oh. was terrible in bed. <laughs> like, you know, the thing is. There's this um, common, you know, this common joke or common saying that, you know, when a guy is so terrible at life, the only thing he has, the only good thing he has left for him is good sex. But with Jake, it just seems like, you know, he's kind of different in his own 80s, neon, whatever it is that he likes to do. And then now she's saying the sex is so bad. Oh, man. Good, good luck to Jake. But anyways, Kevin asks if Haley has heard from Jacob since um, everything wrapped up. And she's like, nope. He blocked her on everything. Everything. That like, is some petty Betty stuff, though. We knew they hated each other, but... <laughs> wow. You have to go and do some effort to block people. You know, my concern for him is if you're doing this at 40, where do you go from there? Hopefully into a successful relationship with someone more like-minded. No. <laughs> Maybe. You just you, you just can't be as petty as you were when you're younger. But yeah, you're at the ripe old age of 38, yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin asks Paige how 
hard it was to watch, you know, people form relationships with their husbands. And, you know, she was honest and she's like, it was very disappointing. And it was basically like she had a wedding and a funeral the same day. I want to say that Paige looked so good. Paige looked different. But then it occurred to me way later in the episode that I think Paige lost weight, right? Yeah. Okay. Which, Paige was pretty small to begin with. Yeah. So her losing weight, like, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell what it was. I was like, I know she didn't have work done, but I was like, it's just what it was. And she had the best dress to me today um during the reunion i would agree with that um, but rihanna's dress was nice too somewhere but you know Haley didn't look bad either the only dress i didn't like was virginia's i liked virginia's oh yeah rihanna's was good anyway we digress so they all said it was difficult to watch but you know they wanted her to come to her own decision and kevin flat out asked clara like you know was there any frustration in watching Paige going back he knew why he asked clara and Clara just goes on this jibber-jabber. I don't know what she's saying. That, you know, it's not on page. That Chris knew what to say. And Haley was like, no, that you didn't keep going back to him. He kept coming back to you. He knows what he's doing. And he told her what she needed to hear in the moment. And I get it. You, you're you supporting your girl. But unfortunately, we have to put some responsibility on Paige. She did keep going back and giving him an opportunity to even say whatever it is that he was saying for the cycle to keep going, right? Right. Now, I don't, you're, I'm with you. I don't fault any of them. Ah. Although I'm like, if you were real, real friends, if you were real ones, <laughs> maybe you would call her out, but maybe not on television. I don't know. No, no um, not on television. And I, when I say call her out, I don't mean like put her down or anything. I just mean you would just say, you know, she didn't make the best choices. Because she didn't. No. And then there's not- Virginia with her. She's so strong. Oh, God. And I'm like, why are we equating strength with making really poor decisions? Poor decisions. <laughs> I did agree with Clara, though, about he's had two fiancés before. Yeah. Chris Chris is knows what to say. Up to a point. Uh, Chris okay. has some skills in this arena. I... I understand that, and that is true because he's a manipulator. And shout out to the listener who sent the article about the classic signs of a narcissist. (laughs) And it was based on Chris and based around Chris. And I get that. But like I said, the only, and I'm not putting blame on her. Anybody is, you know, can be in this situation or anything. I'm just saying, like, for Chris, he did it over and over and over and over again. I think at the point where she was like, I'm done. He's not doing anything for me. If you genuinely cut him off, there's no opportunity for him to even practice whatever lines that he has. Does that make sense? Yes. So just cut him off and take ownership, you know, of that part of your life. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to place blame, but I am sounding like I'm placing blame. So maybe that's what I'm doing. But I just think it should have ended at some point. Like, one mistake, two mistake, but Chris had, like, 1,500. So, yeah. So then Kevin asked Clara if she had told the girls about the big reveal. And everyone was like, oh, what? And she's like, Ryan said I love you. And their response was very anticlimactic. It was almost like they all knew. 
So goes back to your question. Maybe it's not the first time you said it. Yeah, so to me, I felt like their reaction was like a want-want. Almost like they all knew. I mean, to be fair, Virginia did say, we all knew he did. He just hadn't said it. We could tell by his actions. But I don't know. It wasn't what I expected. So they talk about going all to Mexico um, together. And we see video of them. Everyone went except Clara. And I wonder why. I don't know why they didn't tell us. Um, Um, I assume it was like a work thing. Yeah, okay, probably. Um, why she didn't go. And then they tell Kevin, like, because Kevin asked about the show and all that. And they're like, nah, bro. We did not talk about the show at all. And I can <laughs> imagine. Like, I mean, it's been how many months of this over and over? It's just good to just be you and enjoy the vacation. So all in all, it was good. But again, I don't think we learned anything new. Another That, that thing entire girl did. segment was a waste of our time. Yeah. Filler. Filler for these two hours. And then... We go on to Paige and Chris. You guys, I'm just going to get all my sighing out right up up the top so I don't have to sigh through this whole recitation of these dumbasses. <laughs> Kevin introduces them as one of the most talked about couples of all time. Fair. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when they showed their package back, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Pastor Dwight did marry them. Yeah. And that... The, the the playing of their package does remind us that they are entertaining television. It pains me to say it, but they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh sigh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kevin says it's an important time to speak their truth. So he asks if it's the first time they've seen each other since decision day. <laughs> Chris says that they went to counseling to figure stuff out. After decision day. (laughs) This is what I mean by I'm not blaming her, but stop putting yourself in the same position for this man to keep disrespecting you. I just... Snaps. I mean, what... uh, Amen. (sighs) Kevin asked if they moved in together after decision day, and they say no, they didn't. But Kevin has info, so he's like, but y'all considered it, didn't you? And they confirm that they are not together right now. Hallelujah. Then Chris starts saying the only reason they're not together is because Chris Williams II is immature and doesn't deserve this caliber of woman in his life. I'm like, I cannot listen to you talk about yourself in the third person. (laughs) Kevin asks if he wants to be with her. And he starts to answer, but then Paige like jumps in and is like, a lot of it is being focused on him. She doesn't think they're meant for each other, which I actually enjoyed that. I think that was Paige taking back her power. That's her way of saying it doesn't really matter much if he wants to be with me. I don't want to be with him. Yeah, like that should be a question. And and, and honestly, that was my fear for everything. Like it's good in this moment. This was good taking back her power and all that. But that was my fear for Paige when all this was happening. I feel like Paige is different now. Paige now has an edge that she did not have in the beginning. I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, there's an edge to her now that in the beginning where she was so happy, so go lucky, that I think this experience with Chris and having it play out you know, to the public on TV has done to her. I'm hoping that edge is just reserved for dealing with Chris or dealing with the show. I'm hoping that in her real life, she can put this behind her and be the same page that she was. Maybe a little bit um, more discerning now, though. 
that's the thing and i hope so because yeah when i remember that she's just 26 like which is pretty young i was watching somebody you know who's been through a bad relationship on tv and they were saying how they're scared to date and the number one thing is they don't trust their own judgment so in this case i'm hoping she doesn't take that you know on her just blame the experts don't trust their judgment it's not you i mean you didn't pick this one (laughs) she didn't make some decisions but you know so yeah, so I'm hoping, like you said, it's just for Chris and this, but she did seem like she had an edge this reunion. So this show has done this a couple times and unfiltered, just this repeating theme of like showing Chris saying really horrible, terrible things about Paige and her level of attractiveness, and then being like, well, Paige, what do you think? So apparently they're like, oh, you know, this is filmed before the show is aired. So they go back to the week where everybody had one-on-ones with one of the experts and and they show the part where Chris sits down with Pastor Cal and says his stuff about how he wasn't attracted to her face and there are all these women in Atlanta, why did they pick this one? Um, and so they ask her what she thinks and she's like, I'm devastated. No one wants to hear that they're not feeling desired by their partner. And then Kevin, you know, goes in, <laughs> goes in. he does his job. And he's like, to Chris, he's like, there were a lot of people who are upset with that. Black women, women, Paige's family. And Chris comes out with his bullshit apology. He's repenting. Because there's always the Bible verbiage. For he's repenting for making comments that were inappropriate. He apologized to her mom, her dad, her stepdad. He's embarrassed. He's offended this valuable queen who he's undeserving of. <laughs> So Kevin says, you have beautifully prepared answers. And he commends him on his media training. Do you think Chris really went out and got media training? Or did he come up with this on his own? I think he did. I said that last week. I'm like, I think he got PR training. But then I think some people were like, he's just a narcissist who knows what to say. But I think he did. I do think Chris has the ability. It's very strange. Chris has the ability to know what he's supposed to say. And what I find disturbing about his answers is that they are still... Do you think he's trying to redeem himself in the eyes of the public? Or is he still just trying to get on Paige's good side? Oh, public. Okay. Public. And then if he gets to convince Paige, that's a win for him and his ego. But he don't want Paige. He doesn't. It's just, oh, this works. It's a power thing, so no. I just, I mean, because for me, everything that's missing is, where is this Christian man? Like, it doesn't take him long to drop the Christian act. That's how you know it's not even real. I I don't think Chris knows what Christianity is, what it (laughs) means, what you have to do to be a member. Like, I don't think he's up on all that. I think he knows some some verbs. There was a lot of signs that he was not fully into Christianity during the course of this. (laughs) So Kevin asks, the whole, like, vibe is like very tense between Kevin and them um Kevin asks about sex and Paige says she regrets sex that they should have waited and then Kevin is like why did you keep on having sex I cannot say this enough Kevin is here for the questions that all of us have been wondering and wanted to ask these two Chris says he's not going to talk about sex Paige is like I don't want to talk about sex anymore either she wants to end on a good note and not talk about why her decisions were what they were. I was like, I don't think that's an option for you, hun. Yeah. I was of two minds of that because I get it. They put her through the ringer 
especially as many times as you told us that she was an unfiltered and she had to relive it over and over and over again. But on the second part, you signed up for a TV show. We don't own you as the viewer, but that is, you know, what we're tuning in for. So if you ask the question, you kind of have to answer because it's the job. And if you're going to deflect the question, you got to do it like Ryan and Claire do it, where the deflection doesn't sound like, like, you know, there's a way to do it. And I just feel like this way was like, oh, I'm just not talking about it. People don't like that. Yeah, I agree. But I get it. She's been through the ringer, but hey. Kevin then asked Chris, when did you find out about Mercedes being pregnant? And he... Is like, well, I found out after the wedding and he wouldn't have married her if he had known before the wedding. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris is a liar. He kept saying before the wedding, all I could, all I, before I found out, all I was focused on was Paige. But again, did you forget we were watching the show? There was already issues before you found out that Mercedes was pregnant. I'm telling you, there is a whole line of thought that is just like, there was never any baby. I'm not sure. I don't co-sign to it. I've decided that if they say that she was pregnant, I'm going to go ahead and believe them. But mm-hmm. I, people are still, which is why I think Kevin asked. <sighs> Kevin then asks, does Mercedes still have the Mercedes? <laughs> yeah, I have to say that. Chris says he's not going to answer that and he's not going to relive that moment with Paige. I'm like, which moment? The moment where you taught her that you bought the Mercedes? Like, which moment are you picking from? Um, Paige says it was hurtful and she would be lying if she said it wasn't. Then Kevin is like, well, you used your family funds. I was like, you know these two were married for like three minutes. Hopefully they were not dumb (laughs) enough to have a joint account. There were no family funds, Kevin. Be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Even if they had family funds, what was Chris contributing to? (laughs) Kevin is like, why couldn't you get a Hyundai? I think he listed the car while the cheaper car. Okay, I was out of line. I'm sorry. <laughs> so then they switch to Pastor Dwight meeting with Paige for coffee. And they talk about um Paige, you know, saying I hadn't seen any documentation that she was actually pregnant. And Chris talks about he's disappointed in Pastor Dwight talking to his wife. Kevin asks if he will mend that relationship. And he said he's not in a place to do so. So then, like this is some two o'clock in the afternoon, late 1990s talk show. They bring out Pastor Dwight. Come on out. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the Chiron... They call him Chris's former spiritual advisor. <laughs> I definitely missed that. I, was, I think I was focused on his suit and his hairline. I'm like, clearly he and Chris shop at the same place. <sighs> the suits. I mean, I just, it's too much, okay? I get it. It's fashion. I, I you know, someone on Reddit was like, it's nice to see men get dressed up again. I kind of see that. Maybe it's the occasion. I don't know. I'm like, married at first sight, the reunion? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) I just, I guess my thing is, you dishonored the whole process, so who cares that you showed up in a nice suit at the end? Uh, (laughs) um, So, they, you know, bicker and argue and whatever. Chris says he's here for you. At what point, Kevin tells Chris to gather yourself and take a deep breath. (laughs) There was a lot of back and forth. Uh, nothing useful was said. Chris 
has this is where I'm just like Chris you have the fruits of the spirit <laughs> include self-control that's a biblical reference for y'all um Chris has none of that like he falls for this stuff all the time I remember once saying that like married at first sight doesn't really work because a lot of the people who come on the show are like actually mature adults who are pretty like emotionally healthy so reality tv people like the producers throw stuff at you get you in these situations because they're looking for a reaction and it's actually impressive how much people on the show don't really fall for it but chris falls for it every time he always gives them the drama that they're looking for (laughs) yeah because he has no self-control yeah i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion i still when it aired i stood by chris and I still stand by it. I think Pastor Dwight is in the wrong here. Not in correcting Chris, but in the whole thing of contacting Paige and whatever. I There's no way around it. That was shady and that was... Either he's looking for clout, some way to be on TV or whatever. It was not... It wasn't... The milk wasn't clean, is what I have to say. The whole thing is shady. Coming here on the reunion is shady. There is no purpose for any of it. What is the point of Pastor Dwight coming? So that he and Chris can make up? No, for drama. Yeah. It was, the whole thing was a waste of our time. But, you know, that's Chris and Paige in a nutshell. Do you have any more thoughts on... And then, of course, we got it to be continued, storming out. We'll see them next week. Poor Paige looking all stressed. When they were arguing between her, I was like, why? Why is it every time Paige has to be in the middle of this stuff? Like, I don't want to be sitting in the middle while two people argue. Yeah. And she was standing in between. I did have a thought, though. At some point where she was trying to calm Chris down. Uh, I'm like, her ass is in Pastor Dwight's face, though. Like, it's just right there. <laughs> Close to sight. But Chris is all yelling, meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, it never ends. Paige, you are broken up with this man. If he wants to throw a temper tantrum, you don't need to calm him down. You don't need nope. to talk to him. Just step to the side. Yes, but that's partly Kevin's fault. I didn't like that he kept saying... Tell him to calm down, calm him down. Like the, he is not Paige's problem anymore, you know. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So, so next week, you guys, we'll we'll get to the conclusion of Paige and Chris. I'm assuming Haley and Jacob will have their sit down. I think that's gonna be good too. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think they're just gonna go bicker back yeah. and forth. Be the same thing that we've heard over and over again. The whole point of reunions is like we find out these things that we don't know anything, but I don't know. So far, it's just the same old, same old. Yeah. All right, Aid. Who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet goes to Clara and Ryan. I just a enjoyed seeing them. They seem really happy, and I I have a lot of respect for just kind of doing things on your own terms. Yeah. Who has your bouquet? But yes, Ryan and Clara, because of my teeny little weenie crush on Ryan. But no, I'm kidding. Um, I agree with everything Aid said. They just seemed really solid. They gave me the warm fuzzies, and it was just really nice to see them happy and solid and doing all the right things. And they just seem to be like they're in a healthy relationship. So who has your burnt ashes? Whoever decided that we needed special guests. <laughs> Eric's mom, lovely lady, added nothing. Pastor Dwight, unnecessary drama, no purpose for you being here. Whoever in production was like, let's bring people on. That's who has my burnt ashes. Who has yours? Um, I think my burnt ashes is going to go to Pastor Dwight. I just think the whole thing with Chris is shady. If Chris was someone that we liked, 
who totally understand where he's coming from, but you know, it kind of puts a damper because he's not really a likable character. But even going the extra mile, calling yourself a pastor, but coming on the show to what end? I don't like that. It's just eh. So yeah, he has my burnt ashes. Very nice, very nice. So our review this week is from Katie Did Zero Zero. Where have I been? I came upon your podcast a couple of weeks ago and I absolutely love it. You guys have such great comic energy and great insight into the sometimes wacky behavior of these couples. No one I know watches the trash that I do and listening to you is like hanging out with friends that do. Love you, Tana Nade. Love you too, Katie. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. That's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Don't forget to send in your questions. You can also email them to us at altercallmafs at gmail.com. Um, we cannot wait to hear your questions. <laughs> We're available anyway. Listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Please subscribe on whichever platform you listen to us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Till next week, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.